growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. So, all right. Thanks guys for being here. We're talking about our favorite PMU tools revealed. My name is April Meese and I am a permanent makeup artist and microblading artist esthetician as well as a beauty marketing mentor. So I help professionals like yourself that want to really grow your business because listen, there are a lot of choices out there on ways to market yourself and it can feel overwhelming. And so having a system that works, that is not like a traditional system and is really going to help you scale with less stress. That's what I teach and how improve your income up to 50%. And that's me. And that's with the Amplify Method. Okay, so let's go on to our favorite tools. So I have to tell you that um, I have a few, and this is going to sound like I planned this, but seriously, if Karen Betts were here, I would tell her I love her eyebrow guides, these measurement guides. When she first came out with them, I was like, genius. This is amazing. I had bought these other little stick-on strips that were like triple the price and nowhere near as good because they didn't form around the eyes. And I think I've said this before, but I love how there is a low, a medium, and then a high arch. Because sometimes I'll ask my client, you know, what, what look are you wanting? And I ask them to bring in visuals like, you know, um, picture maybe how they do their eyebrows, a picture of how they do their eyebrows, magazines that they like. Um, I'm a visual person. So when people say I like a medium style brow, of course, we're going to measure it and map it all out. But then sometimes they're like, oh, no, that's too thick. So if I just have an idea of what they think medium is versus what I think medium is and showing them the brow guides of like, here's a medium arch, here's a high arch. And then they also feel like they can kind of like try it out, like test it out. And so sometimes we'll do a lower arch on one side and a higher arch on the other side to see just in the design. So I love those guides. They're just so easy. I use them to check like even after the procedure, I'll I'll put one on to check after the procedure. Even when people are like, well, I think that this one feels a little bit high, you know, we'll look at it on an app, you know, and look at it on the camera, but also use those guides. So I just love, love, love when my favorite PMU tools are those, they're the Karen Betts. If she was here, I'd tell her, Genius lady, genius. But those are the brow measurement guides. So that's going to be my my first tool, handy dandy. I've shown them to other students. I've bought in like a gazillion of them. Agree with you. So yes, I have them in my toolkit. And for many years, even though Karen designed them, um, I never really used them initially because I remember them being designed for the XPCP conference where there were 150 people in the audience and it was a little bit like, how can some creative, some people can draw brows really quickly? 
and then it would just like right these brown guides have been created and that's what they were created for initially for the SDCP conference and so I never used them probably for six months because I thought I could draw brows and when one day I got them out I just went wow these are genius just saved so much time and I know there's a lot of brown guides out there now people have copied so that's what happens but I just like you say, that the low, medium, and I, that makes a massive difference for the brow styles that, and time, and time taking or different face shapes, because we're actually created for different face shapes as well. So, yeah, I totally agree. And obviously, I would agree as well. Like, one of the things um, that I love as well is I love the um, definers. So they're just like a little tool, what's got like a little plastic, well, we should say plastic because people like against plastic now, a little tool what's got like a, a plastic, really fine tip on. Um, and when I'm drawing my brown stroke, I'll dilute my pigment to at least like two thirds of the dilutant with a third of the pigment. And I draw the hair strokes in as well once I've got the brown guides on. So I just love like what I call brow definers, which helps draw those really natural, fine detailed strokes in there. Over to you, Vicky. Oh, I've got lots of little ones actually. That I, I was thinking about this today. That when I set up uh, all the random things that I use, um, so I'm going to say two things because they're so little. So the first thing is, and I don't know if April's going to know what I'm on about, or anybody not in the UK, but. Um, I use blue tack and blue tack is for people that don't understand what blue tack is if you were going to stick a poster to the wall it's like it's like putty that you put on the back of a poster and you can stick it to the wall well I always whenever I'm working I'll find a surface and I will put barrier film on it but then I will stick little lumps of blue tack to my machine or to something really near me and then I put my pigment pot on the blue tack so that then when I and then it's secure so instead of Vaseline and it's sliding everywhere it's secure but then I but then if I want to I can pick the pigment pot up with the blue tack and put it in my pigment ring and it's secure then I take it out and I can change it around and I absolutely freak out if we run out of blue tack do you understand what I mean when I say blue tack so is it like a putty yeah so don't you ever do you ever have something it is like a putty, but it you can put stick things up on the wall with it and stuff. It, yeah. April, do you have you got white tack? No, we don't have blue tack or white tack that I know of. But I think you're talking about like a. I think I maybe we do have it, and I just don't know. But I think you're talking like a putty. But I'm not understanding exactly how you use it in the permanent makeup. Right, okay, so I just use it to keep my pigment pots in a secure place because when I do areola or even when I do eyebrows, I have a couple of colours um, and my anaesthetic pot as well. So I will find an area near to me. So like say the edge of your trolley, you've got the handle on the edge of your trolley. So I will put barrier film around it so that it's clean. Then I will put, say, three lumps of blue tack Got it. And then I will stick my pigment, I will push my pigment pots down onto it and it stays in place. So it's right near to me. So I haven't got to lean across. I haven't got to have it on one of those little glass things that you can knock and fall everywhere. And it's right by my trolley. So I can pull my trolley near to me. And then if I want, I can pick up the pot and the blue tack and stick it in my pigment ring. 
So it just, everything stays really secure. So without getting Vaseline everywhere and getting all mucky and everything else. So I've used BlueTech for years. Can I just tell you, I love that because I do use the Vaseline to help it stick. And so I have to check out that BlueTech. So thanks for that. Well, also, it just stays so secure in your pigment ring as well. And you don't get, for me, when I used to use Vaseline, I just like to have a nice clean grip on my machine. I don't like to be all slidey. I like to be in control. Not saying that Vaseline throws me out of control, but I just quite, I just like to be neat and tidy, if that makes sense. So, and the second tip that I really couldn't live without is tissue. Because I use tissues all the time for checking the length of my eyebrows or checking the distance of your um, your beginning bulbs. Because if a client says, are they long enough? Like say, you know you've done your stencil and you know that you've secured everything. But sometimes they might say, oh, is it long or is it, is, are they correct? So I will get my tissue. And with a cocktail stick, I will lay the tissue across the forehead. And with a cocktail stick or Karen's special fine marker, I will get my pigment and I will mark the beginning of the eyebrow so that it, so that it does a little line on the tissue. And then I will mark the end of the eyebrow so it has a little line on the tissue. Then I will pick the tissue up and I will move it over to the other side and check that they're the right length. And you can do that for the bulbs as well. So um, I just love tissue because it's just a beautiful way that it's clean. You can throw it away. You haven't got to start using tools. I'm really, really strict with hygiene. So I like to use things you can just throw away all the time. And um, I just absolutely adore tissue. So blue tech and tissue is two of my things that I absolutely love for doing permanent makeup. I like Um, the tissue trick too, because it's soft on their head, soft on their forehead. You know, it's not expensive. It's easy to go back and double check your markings too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, it's, and it moulds to the shape of the head as well. So, you know, you can use a caliper or you can use something straight. You, you could leave Mary's amazing stickers. Oh, no, now it's getting confusing. Okay, Karen's stickers. <laughs> but sometimes when you take them off, I just, I love the tissue. I'm a cheapskate. I like to try and keep my cost down as low as possible, but still be just as good. Not saying, but I still love Karen's. You just pay, pay for lots of photographers to do an amazing campaign. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't use the measure. I don't use the tissues to measure out at the beginning. It's at the end of treatment. If someone's saying, "Is that end a little bit longer than the other?" and you think, "Is it? Isn't it?" It starts messing with your own marbles. <laughs> I think I'm going to get my bloody bit of tissue out and just check for myself. And I'll be like, "No, no, no, it's fine." Right, I'm complete. Thank you, darling. Okay, over to Donna. Donna, did you have a tip? Yeah, I have a couple of tips. I need to look at that. Is it blue tack? It sounds interesting. It's blue tack. What I might try to do is see if I can find something similar on Amazon. Okay. And then I'll I'll put a picture up. Well, here's what I use. I use double-sided tape. And so the double-sided tape, I can um, put on my tray and then put all of my ink pots and then they stick. They don't move around. And also I use it on, you know, when you're working, I still have required masks for my clients, even though almost everybody's been vaccinated. But when you're working, I don't pay attention to what my hand is doing. I'm just focused on tattooing. 
because my hand makes their mask fall down. So I put a double-sided tape over their nose and it sticks their mask to their nose. So they're not always feeling like they need to pull their mask. So double-sided tape is cheap. It's easy. I use it on every single tray. Um, For areolas, I use Vaseline and I stick my ink pots to their breast so that when I'm going back for more pigment, it's right there handy. I'm not twisting and trying to reach over anywhere. Um, That's another tip. And then my third is I use a lot of different tattoo machines and needles. It just depends on the skin, the client, what I'm doing, or what mood I'm in for the day. But I never trade change sides when I'm tattooing faces. So I don't mind cords. I shorten them so they're not in my way. However, with areolas, I'm back and forth and you're further away from your um, back table. So I love using wireless machines for areolas. Um, it's when I finally got my first wireless machine. Very pricey, but it was well worth every penny. Um, I love it. So those are my tips. I love my wireless machine as well, I have to say. I completely agree with you. Um, I run two. I have one with a wire and one wireless, and I'm going to get another wireless one. It's just being able to be free, and, yeah, I completely agree with you with that. And uh, I love the idea of sticking the Vaseline. I might try that because they don't move, do they? You can just put it right in the middle. I'm not, oh, actually, what I normally do as well is I put a lump of Vaseline in the middle of the chest and I mix in a little bit of anaesthetic in with it as well. So I can just, just keep, because I use the anaesthetic to take the redness away from the areola so that I can see the colour. So I'll stick my pops in there. We'll have a whole buffet down the middle of their chest <laughs> of things we need. I love all this. I use barrier film. In fact, I use barrier film sometimes even like for occlusion. Like if I had, if I don't want to put saran wrap on, like I'll just be like, oh, I'll just put some barrier film on there. <laughs> like I feel like I use yeah, barrier. Me too, April. You know, when I put my secondary anesthetic on, I just barrier film over there and keep the eating. I shoot it the same as Sean for everything. Everything gets barrier film. From that's from Mary. So continue then, April. So I also say that, I mean, we all have like our little tools and and don't you love to like discover a new tool, anything that even if it's like an old tool made new, I just love, I think that's one of the things about trade shows is you do get to discover some new things or play around with them. But I also love, I have several machines, but right now I'm really loving, well, I have been for the last, I don't know, whatever, four years, the Bellar. It's just so smooth. There's not a lot of vibration. I know a lot of people talk about the Valhalla. I don't have that one, but I just love that it's a very light hand piece. I know some people like a heavy hand piece. I've had heavier machines. I really like the Bel Air because there's very little vibration. And I like that. And I like that it also is a very light hand piece. So that would probably be my second go-to tool. And I'll turn it over to either... To Mary, Karen, or Ricky. <laughs> so I don't do I don't use a ton of stuff, but the latest thing that I started using that I don't know, I think it was me and Na during our class or whatever. I actually use, you know, the, the plastic, real thin plastic pedicure spa liners when you get your pedicures done? You know what I'm yep, talking about? Yeah, I know. 
Those go over my trays, my chairs, my stools. They go over my ring light and they all fall up into, it's so easy. I absolutely can't live without them. Wait, are they wide? Because I've seen the little they ones. They're super wide. They fit my trolleys. They fit my top of my bed. Oh, I have because I have the little saran wrap that comes just about an inch and a half wide oh, no, for no, brows. This is no, this is the spa. Like when you go get a pedicure, they put they have, by law they have to put those plastic liners in. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do now. So you don't get like foot funk. I use those. <laughs> I you get two hundred of them for like twenty seven dollars, and I have it on my mayo stand, my trolley. I put them on my stools. If I'm teaching, I put them on my chairs. I have all white in my office. And it's a quick, easy cleanup. It's amazing. I have a picture on one of my pages. I mean, it's so easy. I have uh, another one too. You know the little saran wrap? I hate when I pull up too big of a piece off. It's like a big mess on their face. So I have my husband cut it into four or five, a, a tube of it into four or five strips. I just keep them in a big Ziploc and it, they're cut just right. Oh, I love that. Where do we get one of those tools? I love that tip. That's brilliant. I might see if I can get some of those. They're on Amazon and they're under spa liners, spa liners. And the one I get is Panda. I think the name of the company is called Panda Spa. And they last me forever. So I'll have a look at that. That'll be amazing. Have you really got a video or you haven't got a video of it? Well, you no, just I, no, you I, no, I, no, I truly have a video of my tray set up with it. Oh, another thing that I do, I always hated keeping my machine separate. I like to have everything kind of at my fingertips. So I, I put my control, my cradle for my device is underneath it. So I, but I can still manipulate it. I can still push buttons, but it's underneath the plastic on my tray. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. And of course I have barrier, I have barrier film everywhere too, but for my lights and stuff when I'm shifting things, but yeah, these things have been just a a game changer for me as far as protecting my stuff and keeping everything clean. Love that. Let's let Charlotte speak. Hello everyone. Um, Thanks for calling me up. I'd like to confirm that I like to use the rail guides that April mentioned of yours, Karen. I think they're brilliant for saving time. Um, And also the brow razors that that you sell again they save a lot of time I also really love working with my headlamp that's something that I can't work without and um, string I love using string when I'm working for um, checking my measurement and I think that's about it really um I string was on my list to be fair and uh and um I thought yeah, I would mention that. So that's okay. You've already mentioned it. The beautiful thing about string is, again, it's you can throw it away. You don't have to reuse it. You don't have to clean it. It's just a really nice way of checking your measurements and and everything else. So I I love string. I worry about headlamps that it's gonna. I struggle sometimes with my. So I've just got loads of lights around me. But maybe I might try a headlamp again. All right, my top tip, and this isn't actually a tool. But this is something that I do every morning, which makes my PMU better. I always watch or listen to something empowering before I go to work. And I always put on really good music because I think it's really important when you get into your treatment room that you are in a really good frame of mind, a really high state. Because I truly a million percent believe the energy that you put out you get back. And I think people respond to that. So I think it's really important that you are happy, you are positive, no matter what's going on in your world, 
just put it in your back pocket and just focus on your client because that's when the magic happens. So that's one of my really important things that I like to do every day just to make sure that, that I create like a beautiful atmosphere, but really nice makeup. And I find your client response to you much better if you put good energy out there. So that's one thing. And the second thing is masking tape, which Karen, I'm sorry, because you're like, just say, for example, the postman doesn't work anymore. Just say we can't get hold of your eyebrow guides. I still will put a piece of masking tape across the forehead that's in straight and in a line just to help me visually see that my eyebrows are straight. So you know how we use the string to make a line and sometimes that rubs off. So I will quite often use a piece of masking tape just to help me see that my eyebrows are straight and even. So that was my next two. I am complete. So you know when we're talking about string, we mean thread as well, don't we? So in the States, they call it Sorry, I meant, I meant thread. I don't know why I said string. Yeah, I think we all be calling it string. Um, and in the States, we call it thread. Um, that There's a lot of thread what's out there now, what's already got marks on there. But many, many, many years ago, when the brow guys were designed, then I, I actually were using the thread. I, and all I do was just take a, an eyeliner pencil or a coal pencil where you put, when you put the makeup in the, the inner side of your eyes and just rub my thread over that and then... That's when I've got colour on the thread and then I'll mark it up. So I never, I've never purchased or we don't even sell any of those threads what's got um, like the colour already on them. I just do it myself with an eyebrow pencil. So yeah, Vicky, I'll do that as well just to make sure that things are even um, in the centre and like at the sides. And also I can even measure from the outer side to the top of the, well, to the tragus itself just making sure I've actually got that straight to the tragus when so I'll use a lot of thread all the time plus I'll use a cream pencil so when a lesson that I learned many many years ago is never pluck your client's eyebrows before you end up doing the treatment or before you've ended up getting the okay from your client that you can pluck the eyebrows I'll always block them out with a cream pencil because I remember that I really didn't want to do a client's eyebrows. I wanted to refuse her the treatment. But many years ago, because I'd already plucked out a lot of her eyebrows to start with to draw the shape in a different way, then if I'd have let her go on, she'd have, had a problem she'd have had like more than half of her eyebrows plucked out. So now that taught me never pluck out until the client gives you the authorization to pluck out the brows or whether or until you know you're actually okay in doing the treatment. So a cream, softer pencil, blocking out those brows to show your clients uh, with their own natural eyebrows blocked out if you're lifting those tails. And that's normally if that client has got like laterally cantered eyes and you're lifting those tails and you're blocking out those um, outer like tail area also as uh, charlotte said the little razors when we're saying the little razors they're just like a, a little flat blade they and they just remove the fluff mainly as well they will remove those extra brows what you don't want and basically you're not plucking them out so you're not hurting your client and you're getting rid of all the fluff as well i use one of those every time on a client and i normally give them 
that little razor as an aftercare. So I just pop it into their bags. I've already used it on that client. Um, I use that on every client mainly if they've got some fluff, if they've got some brows. And then one of my main tools I use now um, is a microblading tool. So I use the um, KB Pro, the glider handles, which you all know that I designed. And I use the art one because the art one, it's, it's like a curved and it's curved when it's in your hand and it gives you more creativity. So these, um, we actually won with a KB Pro. We won the award winning for micropigmentation for these innovation gliders. And I use the art one. So when I'm twisting, I can work with my fingers more. It's more creative. I can get more fluffier strokes with that glider handle. And then I use a lot of the Nano 0.16 microblades for very fine detail and for detailing in between some of the other larger microblade needles that I use. So those are my go-to tools. Um, but they are my tools and I just love, I'm a microblading girl and I just love using the nano needles as well. So that's me done. Perfect. Now we're heading over to April. Yeah. So I also love, it's like I'm promoting everything in Karen's store, but I really do love these like mini tweezers she has. Um, they're like these tiny little tweezers. And I love that you can give them to your client after, you know, after you use them, it's just like a little gift. It's kind of like a, and who doesn't love like a little prize? Like a, here you go, you get these little mini tweezers. And so that is a lot of fun just to have those and then use them, you know, after, you know, of course I use the brow razors, but if there's anything that you just feel like is way below that needs to be cleaned up, um, that's not going to, where they're not going to freak out, you know, hairs that are low. Um, to use those and then to give them as a little gift. They're, they're a fun little, little thank you gift kind of. Anybody else want to add favorite tools? I have one. I have to say that the Mary Richardson brow-like brow pencils are the best pencils that I've used because it's actually a reminder that I can't live without them. And they are amazing. And I actually break them in half so that I can give clients one to take home with them to fill in the little voids as they need it. And they just are the right consistency. They flow nicely on the skin. They're not too dark. Uh, They're easy to smudge off. Thanks for making them, Mary. Thank you. Doesn't that feel so good to make a tool that everybody loves? I don't have that. I haven't done that. But I think that that is really awesome. My students really like my latex headband. I'm going to butt in here, guys, because I've just realized that in Areola, the best thing ever is the biggest breast molds and breast skins. So if anybody's anybody's practicing Areola, absolutely they're a must for everybody. And at the moment in time, Vicky, tell everybody about the new video I saw this afternoon, what they should, everybody should be doing if they're doing areola and sending things to their surgeon. Hey, that's not new. I've had that's been out for ages, Karen. It's just someone said to me, I can't connect to surgeons. Help me. So I just forwarded the link from my YouTube. So, yeah. Um, I yeah, thought you, I thought you looked about fifteen on that video. I look fat in that video. I actually look like a snail. My head goes from one length all the way down to my shoulders. I have no chin. Um, anyway, Vicky, tell everybody about <laughs> what you did and tell them what you're so brilliant. Basically, 
if you want to get in with surgeons, then the best way to actually stand out is to get a breast mold. Doesn't have to necessarily be mine, but the shop is Vicky Martin. I'm only joking. Um, get a breast mold. Um, do your best areola. Buy a acrylic box from Amazon or any kind of beautiful box and send it to a surgeon. But what you want to do is you want to do your research, find your private surgeons in your area and post it to him. Put private and confidential or her um, on the box so that they open it. And then they will have something on their office desk to show people what a 3D areola can look like. And then another good part to do with gifting someone something is when you give someone something, they then feel in their minds that they owe you back, which is why charities always put pens and things like that in with the envelope, you know, when they want you to donate money. So it's really good because the surgeon then will think of you straight away and you could then follow up with a call saying, I sent you a breast mold in the post. And it's just a way of you standing out and just connecting with surgeons and, you know, just being a bit different, showing how good your work is that they're going to see every day because the molds don't go off like big skin. They stay in their acrylic case and it's just something good. And also, if um, someone wants 3D tattooing, it's going to save the surgeon from doing one more surgery of creating a nipple. So, yeah, it, the video is on my YouTube channel, which is Vicky Martin Method, if you want to have a look at it. Amazing. Vicky's breast molds, guys. Everybody needs to have them if you're doing areola tattooing. Thank you, Karen. And Mary, you were going to say something about your eyebrow when I was saying it's really important to practice with the shape of the head. And I felt like I cut you off. So I'm sorry. Oh, no, no worries. I, I just find that when I do the, the latex, the flat latex sheet training, they do okay. They do, they do good. But when I put them on actual skin with the roundness of the head, they do much better on that round surface. So um, yeah, having the mannequin head or even just practicing on, on your kids or whatever, just layer the bands on and just it really gives you a little bit more confidence on how to position yourself. Amazing. Also, it just makes you feel like you've done one more before going on to a model, doesn't it? It makes you feel like you're just more confident because you can kind of know where your arm's got to go and, and everything else. And I just think it's so nice to feel as confident as you can when you get on your model. So Definitely. I love it. Definitely. Oh, I love all these tips. So, so good. But okay, thank you everyone for being here. As always, we appreciate your time and we appreciate you spending it with us. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.